What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, Aftershocks TV, and Heavy Metal Television. And I am now on Cameo. That's right. If you need a message sent to somebody, maybe it's happy birthday. Maybe it's get out of here. Hit the street. You're fired. I don't care what it is. Firing a girlfriend, firing a boyfriend, firing an employee, wishing them well. Whatever it is, I'm on Cameo. I'm here to deliver the message. I'll do it in my unique way so you can imagine it'll have some profanity in it and it'll be a little bit filthy but that's okay because that's probably what you guys want from me anyway so check me out cameo.com slash chris aiken again cameo.com slash chris aiken book me and i will deliver whatever message it is that you need delivered and it's cheap so go do it all right later Describe my partner and friend, Chris Aiken. What's going on there, Chris? <laughs> what is up, sir? Jesus, this fucking anytime we change s- servers and shit, it is just a mess. Yeah. Well, it gets a little getting used to. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to make yet another change, me and you, during the week because I cannot get it to now stream on the, on the mainstream. It's only oh. streaming on what is now the backup stream that used to be the mainstream. So, oh, right. <laughs> motherfucker. And I've got it scheduled to be playing now, and it isn't. I don't mm. know what the fuck. Well, it worked last week, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll work out the bugs. We'll figure it out. But if anybody's listening to it for now, just go to the app and listen to the CMS 24-7 on the bottom. That is, if you're watching the video wondering why you can't hear the sound. Right. Do that, and I will be playing videos and shit in between in between segments this week, so you can just stay with the video if you want to. If, right. If, if you can't figure it out, which it looks like you're not going to be able to because I can't figure it out. So. Right. Fuck. All right, so what's up? Ah, well, we're back uh, after my week off. I guess uh, you had a, had a decent show last week with your uh, fill-in guest host, John. Yeah, we had some fun. We just got a little silly, little, not that silly though. Just kind of, I, I I thought it was going to be a crazy drunk show, and it just was kind of like, eh, you know. I mean, I drank a lot. I drank like ten <laughs> beers during the course of the show, but I just never got like really buzzed up too bad. So yeah. So, it was so, fun. Did, so did John come to your place or did you do it the via the way we do it now? We did it. Uh, we did it through Skype or not Skype, whatever this is. Streamyard. Streamyard. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Yep. Yep. But um, yeah, all good, man. I'll tell you what, I'm in a great mood tonight. Didn't get any sleep either, but I don't care. <laughs> Why is that? Because I don't know if you're aware of this. But my favorite fucking show of all time debuted last night again. Brought back live PD motherfuckers back on the air. Really? Yep. Has a new name. It's now called On Patrol Live. And it has a new channel. It's not on A&E anymore. Those pussies pussied out. It's now on the Reels channel. All right. I'm, I'm familiar with Reels. Yeah, Reels is excellent. I started watching it today just because I was gearing up for some live PD. And wow. um and boy, they had to, I was watching this one um documentary on um the breakup of Twisted Sister. 
Okay. And it was as told by the guys in Twisted Sister and hosted by D. Man, those guys, they were dicks to each other. Holy oh, yeah. smokes. I, I was well aware of that. I there there is a Twisted Sister documentary. Now, is this the same documentary that's been on uh, like is this new just for reels or is this the documentary that was already out there? I think it's new for reels because there's like a whole series of them that are that are um done by d like d's mm -hmm. the announcer mm -hmm. but d just happened to be the announcer on his own so okay yeah because I, yeah. I did watch the documentary uh twisted sister documentary and it, and it did get pretty uh contentious with with those guys and yeah you know, and just uh, all in all out hateful you know yep. just hateful and yeah. uh you know what it, it really boiled down to that d became the uh alpha male in the band and he just decided i'm steering this ship and it's going to be my way or the highway and you know the the it's one of those because the the reason this band is successful now is because of me that's right <laughs> yeah you know and that's one of those deals you know so you get a little resentful especially when uh you know your your original uh members had the band going years before you came on the scene you know right it's like uh well this was our band and you kind of like came in and well if it wasn't for me you'd still be unknown god damn it <laughs> so true man but wow I'm writing, I'm writing the songs i'm performing the songs i'm steering the ship this is what we're doing you right. know feelings be damned yeah that was a crazy documentary. I had never, I mean, I sort of knew some of it, but I didn't know this. I didn't know it was that bad. I mm -hmm. didn't know that they hated each other going into their fucking success, like before stay hungry. Yeah. But they did, but reels channel, good channel, man. But boy, was I happy to see live PD. I, I literally, I, I missed it last night just cause I didn't find out about it till um, somebody texted me. I was like, are you watching live PD? I was like, what, you know? <laughs> you know it, the same people same people okay same format same even like the same guests remember how they used to say okay we're mm -hmm. gonna take a break now we're gonna go to the national child prevention beating center or whatever you know same same people on that i mean it's literally the same show even the music is very very similar like the, right. the bumper music and shit. Right. it's just called on patrol live it's like because a and e are fucking faggoty woke fags you know that they um because they're they're that way they they would not let it be you know so um so they just changed the name and moved on but i wonder i wonder if cops will come back cops is on the reels channel as well is it, it's is now it is it the reruns or it's no new? it these seem to be new it's called cops reloaded wow how about that? Yeah, I was watching that too earlier in the afternoon. Wow. So, so were there a lot of uh, quote unquote the usual suspects? Um, if you mean um, I mean criminals, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best one that I saw so far, and the show's one show old already. I mean, one show old. They arrested a guy for a. He had a. I think he had a. a fake license plate on his car or something okay they opened up his car and must have found 50 fucking pounds of weed nice it was insane they were like 
they're first they found like a little baggie and they were like, oh, you know, we're going to give you a warning or whatever. Then they kept finding it. And then they were like, okay, you're under arrest. Then it became um, intent to distribute as they're going through his car. Then when they opened his trunk up, they're like, okay, this is trafficking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that just reminds me of that guy. They busted down the street there from you, that Streetsboro guy. They pulled over for a, uh, for a headlight being out. Right. And he was getting all nervous. Oh man. Oh man. I can't afford this. Oh man. And he goes, dude, take it easy. It's just a headlight. And he yeah. banged the headlight and it popped back on. And he was just like, oh man, oh man. And he goes, well, let me just run your license. Just, you know, just for, uh, you know, yeah, just to be safe. Yeah. And, uh, they found out he was a concealed carry and he goes, Hey, are you concealed carry? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, you were supposed to tell me that before before i when i pulled you over you that was a, should have been the first thing you told me right oh yeah you know i forgot i forgot well do you have it with you well yeah i, I have it well, well, well where is it what's in the glove box <laughs> and and so the cop opens up the glove box and there's 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 this pistol in there and right it's on top of a stack of cash he goes what's all the cash for he goes oh it's rent money it's it's yeah. rent you remember that <laughs> I do and remember then, that guy. He had all the paperwork sitting on the passenger seat, and right under that paperwork was a big brick of weed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, you dumb shit? I love it. I, I I can't get enough. I can't believe it's back. And they just literally, literally have decided to take six hours of my weekend every right. weekend. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it up because now I have something to watch too. Yeah, well, it's on tomorrow. If you like, because it's it obviously, I was watching yesterday's episode at six o'clock, but it, it it goes six to nine, and then nine to midnight is the actual live. So it's live right now. All right, but it's on tomorrow. The full replay from three to nine is nice. um is um you know episode one and episode two. So every every Sunday, that's going to be my Sunday afternoon. I may. <laughs> I may do my CMS processing Sunday afternoons from now on because yeah, I got I, live PD. Right. Very so good. I'm well, very excited that they're back, man. Yeah, I love that, that show. That's interesting that, uh, you know, somebody had the balls to, to re-air that or, you know, to, to rebrand it and, you know, put it out there again because it was a great show. And, uh, you know, a lot of people liked it, but because uh, everybody was so wokeity woke. You know, mm -hmm. oh, we got to take this off the air. We got to take that off the air because it shines uh, a light on the on the poor behavior of certain people that live within our society. Yeah, because it shines or, a light on the people that are criminals. <laughs> it it doesn't matter if they're black or white. I didn't mention anything. I, I know that. I'm well. That's why they pulled it off. Oh, I know. There's that. too many black people that are being accused. Shut up. You know, you pull fucking fifty pounds of weed out of the car. I don't think it, I don't think you did it because of your black oppression. Shut up. <laughs> you did it because you're a fucking pot dealer. Yeah. Assholes. Yeah. Well, uh, as you're aware, I, I work on the very, very, very South side of Chicago, right mm -hmm. next to the Indiana border. In fact, the Indiana border, I could throw a rock from my office and throw it across the border. That's how close I am. Right. To the sure. And, um, but I'm, but I am on the Chicago side of the Indiana, Illinois border. And, um, as I was getting in my car to, to go home for the day, the other day, um, Chicago 
I don't know if they're doing this all over or just in certain areas or whatever, or if they, but, uh, they have, they have the Chicago police on bicycles oh, and okay. I, I don't know if it's just a, like a workout regimen or if it's a patrol thing, but I I've been seeing bicycle, the, the Chicago police, like five or six of them all riding bicycles together, oh, like, that's a, nice. like in a pack. So, nice. so I, I don't know if it's just training or if this is a patrol, I don't know what they're doing, but, but I've been seeing them more and more since the weather has been nice. Sure. And, uh, as I was getting in my car right next, the, my car is parked near the road as they were coming down. I, I definitely went out there and said, thank you to each and every one of them, you know? Okay. So, sure. so just as they, you know, and they were, they were very appreciative, you know, they, you know, I just walked up as they were coming down the street and I'm just like, uh, you know, you know, thanks for doing what you do guys, you know? And they're just like, Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. You know, but boy, I wouldn't want their job. Fuck that. No, way. no. Well, they like hearing, they like hearing anything other than, Hey, cocksucker, you must hate me cause I'm black. Yeah. You so just what they hear all the fucking time. So yeah. So, so I, so I always stop to, uh, say thanks and sure. you know, whatever, because holy shit, especially in Chicago, I no way in hell that I want that mm -mm. job. No Absolutely not. I wouldn't do it. Fuck mm -mm. that. Yeah, working for, for, uh, mayor splinter over there. <laughs> Yuck. Mayor splinter. She, she is, she is one of the most hideous people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, she is, just, she is just visually unpleasant. Not only is she visually unpleasant, but just unpleasant in general. Right, she's just Ugh. a rabid animal. Ugh. I can't. I just to just to think that this is the mayor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is who I work for. Yeah, this is this is our leadership. <laughs> Ugh. Well, That's well, the Speaking of protection, I just wanted to to mention that uh, the CMS Studio A is being protected by. Beretta PX4 Storm tonight. So, oh, nice. This is my uh, this is my conceal carry that I uh, carry now. Now that Indiana is allowed to conceal carry without permit, so that's nice, isn't it? This is my little my little holster that I keep it in. So, so what do you do when you cross the border? Do you carry it to uh, work? Oh no, no, I can't take it across the border. <clears throat> I could, I'm sure, yeah. but you know, I, I'm not going to risk yeah. it. That's all you need is getting that ticket. You know for no reason yeah so no i i, I i'm a, i'm a law-abiding gun owner and uh, you know i i don't take it across the border right you know i i know better than that but uh within my uh state here i you know i'm free to walk around with that all day long if i choose right on so there it is that's my that's my concealed carry weapon of choice at the moment there you go <laughs> so uh what what else is new with you anything shitty week but i'm glad it's over and you know and moving forward with um my shit you know i mean that's really it i really haven't done a whole lot of anything i've been i i did um i did break the cardinal rules of chris and i went into a store this week oh yes <clears throat> and what was the momentous occasion that caused you to leave your hubble I had to mail something. <laughs> I had to mail something for so for only the second time in seven years, I ventured into a into an actual establishment type store. I went to the post office. I consider wow. that a store. Oh, well, sort of. Yeah, 
but I went to a, I went in to a post office and actually mailed something instead of having somebody come and pick it up. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, dude, nothing, nothing, you know, just working on shit and me and Johnny trying to get our schedules together. Cause we got some videos that we got to record for the starving artist thing on Monday before he leaves for wherever the fuck is Stan he's going to, you know, he's going to, I don't know where he's going, Bulgaria or Rome or somewhere. So <laughs> somewhere over there in, in, uh, Europe. Yeah. Somewhere in the, not here. Yeah. So, so he's going, he's going over next on Tuesday. So we got to jam it in Monday and we're hoping to get our, our schedules together that way. So, you know, just doing my thing, man. Other than that, just, you know, keeping it busy and keeping, keeping going. Right. How about you? Anything good? Well, obviously last weekend I was out and about with the docking boys. Right. How's and, that? And, well, it's, it, it's always an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it's always an adventure. Um, they, they played, uh, literally 30 minutes from my house. Okay. And, uh, over, over in this small town called Plymouth, Indiana, uh, I guess there, there, there's a racetrack over there. Now here I've lived, I've lived in this area for 17 years right? and, and I was not aware of two of the places that I was at. Uh, the first place that I, I was at was where we were staying. Um, okay. we stayed and I, and again, I guess this place has been here for a while, but I had absolutely no idea. But I, I stayed at a um, at a resort. It was a golfing resort and and conference center. Okay. And, uh, it literally is out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it, it's off of US thirty north of US thirty outside of Plymouth, Indiana. It's called the uh, Swan Lake Resort and Conference Center. Okay. This place is massive. No this kidding. Place, this place is huge as far as like the the land it takes up. It's a, it's a golfing thing. You know, it's a big golf resort is what it is. And they, have, right. uh, I guess they have golf lessons over there, but, uh, the, the, the actual golfing area goes for a couple of miles. Okay. You know, and it has a hotel component restaurant and, you know, we're like wet wedding chapel type place and, you know, outdoor, uh, you know, patio areas and, you know, just, it's just a big, big complex. Sure. And, and uh, so I, you know, they, they had us booked there at, to stay there. And uh, I rolled up there last Friday evening about uh, eight o'clock. And again, I didn't know what to expect. It's I'm driving on this little two lane country road and driving, right. and driving and driving. And all of a sudden I come up on this big complex with this huge golf course and hotel and the whole thing. I was like, holy shit. Somebody had a, had a vision that this would be successful out here because it's not near anything. Right. You know? And, uh, so, you know, I rolled in real nice place, real nice, uh, amenities and, um, got checked into the room. And, uh, so I, I went down to the bar area. They have this restaurant bar and I went down to the bar area and they had, uh, there was this, uh, real attractive blonde girl uh, attendant bar. And she was, she was, you know, quite a, quite a character, very bubbly, energetic, smiling. She wanted to know your name right away. And she, she would call you by your name and, okay. you know, and she was very attentive. And, uh, 
So I, I'm, I'm noticing around that uh, people at that bar, obviously, they're all dressed in their golfing gear, you know, their, their IZOD clothes and their, their t- titleist hats and their, sure. <laughs> their cargo shorts and, you know, all their golf attire, you know, and I'm kind of sticking out like a sore thumb there at this bar. Right. <laughs> And so I'm sitting there just having a couple cocktails waiting on uh, the guys to get in because they didn't get in until like 9, 930 or so. Uh, They flew into South Bend. And uh, so I'm sitting there at the bar just kind of waiting. And BJ and Chris were the ones coming in first. And they got there right about 10 o'clock. And uh, the kitchen over there closed at 10. So I was texting with them and told them I ordered something up for them, you know, by the time they got there. And so they came in and they had a couple cocktails and, you know, had some food and we were just sitting there. Well, while we're sitting there at the bar, these four older guys, mid, mid sixties, mid to late sixties, I guess, dressed in the golf attire and a younger guy he might've been in his mid to late thirties. They all belly up to the bar and they're, you know, obviously they're together as a group and, uh, you know, they're just chit chatting among themselves and, um, I guess they were staying there for a week, the weekend to do like a golfing thing. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, they were just kind of chit chatting amongst themselves and, um, they, uh, they were, t- what is this? What are you showing me here? It's just some docking from that show. Oh, oh what is that from the race show? No, that yeah. isn't from the race. Is that? It says from the 16th. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm in the back. Oh, I could see me back there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, we're sitting there and those guys are just, you know, they're, they seem like they're pretty decent guys and they order up some shots and they ask me if I want some shots, you know, so I did a couple shots with those guys and whatnot. Right. Well, the one guy, he, uh, he says to, he, he plunks, plunks down a hundred dollar bill and he says to the, you know, bartender that he wanted to play a, a game or something like a trivia game with her. I wasn't right. really paying a whole lot of attention what he was going for. And so, uh, she's like, yeah, okay. I'll play, uh, I'll play a game with you. You know, uh, and he goes, she goes, what do you want to play? He goes, well, you pick it. Oh, and, right. uh, and so she says, okay, I got it. She says, um, I'll give each one of you three guesses to, to guess my middle name. Okay. For whatever reason, that was the game there and they all agreed. And so, uh, among the four guys that were there, each one got three guesses. So that was 12 guesses total to get to, uh, to figure out her middle name. Well, the, the guy who put the money down, he starts getting real, uh, halfway through the game. He starts getting a little, um, irritated, I guess. Okay. And his two older buddies, they just tap out and they decide they're leaving the bar because I think they already sense what this guy was all about. He was kind of like one of these guys who, when he drinks a little bit too much, he probably gets a little violent <laughs> or gets, <laughs> gets kind of nasty. Okay. And so he, uh, he starts say calling this bartender, a hustler and a whore and all this <laughs> other, cause he was losing, you know, that by this time they hadn't, guest or middle name you know right sure and so she started he starts calling her names you know calling her a hustler and a whore and this that and the other and she goes she goes you know you've got no reason to talk to me that way 
And he goes, right. yeah, you're just a fucking hustler and you're just a Jeez. whore. You know, he was just really just getting real belligerent. And she goes, listen, dude, here, take your fucking money back. I don't need your money. She goes, you're the one who wanted to play this game. You're the one who agreed to it. I'm not doing anything here. Take your money and just get the fuck out of here. Right. And so he starts in, well, you don't know who you don't know who I am. I'm, I'm the richest guy in this County. I could buy this place five times over and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I don't need your money. I don't care who you are. And I don't care how much money you have. Just get the fuck out of here. Right. You know? So, <laughs> so the young guy who was there with him, he's sitting there and he's at, he's looking pretty embarrassed. Right. And so, so the older guy he just kind of meanders away and. And I'm just like, so I kind of looked at this kid and I go, Hey, what was that all about? And he goes, Oh, that's my dad. I'm just like, <laughs> he goes, yeah, that's my old man. I said, what's his story? And he goes, well, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty wealthy and he's just an old white man with money. And <laughs> he, he just doesn't understand the, um, the, uh, when you go out to a place that, you know, be it a bartender, waitress, whatever not only are they your server, but they sort of provide a little bit of entertainment and make your evening enjoyable. And, you know, right. you kind of tip those people because of, if you had a good time, you kind of show your appreciation, but he says, he's not like that. He's, you know, he, he's not one. he may have a lot of money, but he certainly doesn't, uh, you know, spread it around. Let's just put it that way. Right. And, uh, he goes, I, he goes, I don't live here in this area anymore. He says, I live in downtown Chicago, so I know how it goes. <laughs> nice. And I, I was, he goes, he goes, I said, so what does your dad do? And he goes, well, he's got, you know, he's got a lot of businesses and his buddies that were here, they, they you know, they're pretty well off, whatever. He says, right. I'm, I'm the grandson of Mayor Daly. Okay. <laughs> Mayor Daly of Chicago, you know. Right. So, so he was just like, but you know, I, I don't think the way that they do or act the way that they do. He says, I have a whole different viewpoint and life. And, you know, I said, so when something like that happens, what do you think? And he goes, well, I'm just here for the weekend to do this golf thing with them. And after, after tomorrow, I'm going back to the city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he was kind of embarrassed about the whole thing. Sure. You know? I, I felt bad for him, you know, because he's just sitting there. Yeah, there. That's that's my old man. <laughs> but yeah, the way that guy went off on that bartender for no real reason, aside from that he was a, a bad sport, right? You know, just just stupid. But uh, after after that, Don got in, and Don and John got in because they came in on the same flight, and Don made his way down, and we were all just kind of hanging out there and shooting the shit and stuff. So, uh, while we were sitting there, the, uh, bartender or not the bartender, but uh, this, this older guy come by and he starts chit chatting with us. He's just like, Hey, how's it going? Glad to see you guys here. You know, glad you made it out and, you know, looking forward to the show tomorrow. And we just thought he was a fan, right? We didn't know who sure. he was. We just thought he was a fan. And, uh, so Don and I hung out at the bar till ooh, I'm going to say three or three 30. They left the bar open for us. <laughs> Right. Chris and BJ already had headed to their room. So we we're settling up, you know, we were getting ready to get out of there and, and head to the room. And uh, when we were settling up, I was just like, well, so what do we owe you? And bartender, she's like, uh, it's all taken care of. Oh, nice. I, I'd like, 
what do you mean? And she goes, well, the, the owner of the racetrack who was here earlier, he told me to just give him the tab, whatever it is. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so apparently that guy that stopped by to say hello, who he didn't really introduce himself, but apparently he was the owner of the racetrack. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, they were playing at the, like I said, the Plymouth speedway and, um, it was uh, George Lynch and his uh, Electric Freedom Band. Oh, good. <laughs> I.e., the Lynch Mom. Was it? Was it? Um, was it one of those two days that uh, Ray West was in the band? Yeah, I don't think he was there. No. No, it was somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't Ray get get the boot in Las Vegas or something. He, I know he did two days. He That's two it. Days. Yeah, two days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it was uh, George Lynch. Uh, Jack Russell's great white firehouse winger and docking. Okay. And, uh, we were at the hotel just before we headed to the, to the racetrack gig and, and, um, the firehouse guys were just getting in and, uh, I, I t uh, hooked up with Bill Leverty. I hadn't talked to him in literally years, but, uh, when he got in, he was, t you know, just saying hello to everybody. He goes, Oh man, I haven't seen you in a long time. Neely. How are you? You know, I was just like, I was surprised he actually remembered me, but sure. He came over and we chit chatted for a few minutes. Bill Leverty couldn't be the nicest guy you ever know. Yeah. Just as friendly as nice, even, you know, just, just, he just seems like he's just happy to just do what he does. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. it was, it was nice to chit chat with him for a few minutes. Yeah, he, he is a nice guy. Mm -hmm. Don't like his band, but he is a nice guy. Whatever. But he and he and John Levin, they traded, they were trading uh technical tips and things back and forth and you know, talking their guitarist jargon and right. what you know string talk and pickup banter. Well, yeah, they were talking <laughs> about their little amps and their little effects and all kinds of stuff. Right, sure. So uh yeah, it was cool to see Bill and uh chit chat with him for a few minutes. And you know, the gig over there at the racetrack, uh they they, uh, you know, being it as a speedway, they don't have like official dressing rooms per se. So they had these, uh, travel trailers out there. Right. You know, and they were, they were the top of the line travel trailers. You know, they were just decked out to the T. I don't know if like some local RV place rented them to them or whatever the case may be, but every one of those travel trailers, they had one for each band. They had every, I, cause I looked in a couple of them that they had all amenities you could think of uh, stocked in those travel trailers, everything you could drink, food, towels, all kinds of accommodations. I mean, it's just everything. It, nice. it was this, this, I don't know. I don't know anything about this racetrack owner or the, you know, the venue or anything. I don't know if this guy is one of these well-off guys who started this racetrack, you know, just as one of his hobbies or if that's his main gig, I know nothing about it. But right. they spared no expense. I'll tell you that. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So the accommodations were good. Everybody was cool. You know, whatever you needed, it was just like, well, just let us know what we can get you, you know, right. and just off to, you know, if you say, Hey, can, Hey, do you have this or do that? Oh, I'll, I'll be right back. You yeah, know, just, like, <laughs> just like that, you know, now, how does it rate compared to like Badlands Pond? Well, I mean, Badlands Pond was obviously a, uh, a building, you know, right. 
it was a venue and a building and you know badlands pond that guy spared no expense yeah but i mean that was a racetrack too wasn't it didn't they have a racetrack racetrack component but that wasn't located at that badlands pond complex it was located at a different place but the the place the badlands pond was actually a venue you know a concert venue so he didn't spare any expense and then he just fucking walked away from it. Yeah, well, I mean, he was, he was pissed at the legislation, the, the yeah. South Dakota legislation for, uh, shutting down his dollar loan stores. Right. You know, they made quote unquote predatory lending, uh, illegal. And yep. uh, I think Ohio shut down theirs too. Didn't they? I've not seen one of them places in forever. So uh, uh, at least t- 12, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I think they they made those illegal too. I think they they. I think they still have those uh, in here in Indiana, but okay. those, those high um, high interest rate loan stores. You know where you you take your paycheck there, and you know you can get a loan against your paycheck and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy is now the mainstreamers uh, online do the same shit though. Mm-hmm. Like PayPal, you can get a loan from PayPal. Yeah. But it's like 18 percent oh yeah 18 percent is low yeah. I, I remember i remember seeing some of those indian um nations yeah they, i think it was like big sky something like big sky loans or something like that right. their interest rate was like 28 percent. i think jesus what was their logo a bat hitting a knee <laughs> i don't know but uh yeah, so so when Chuck Brennan, uh, when the legislation in South Dakota, you know, outlawed the dollar loan stores, he was like, "Yeah, well, fuck you then." Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, uh, hey. I'll take my I'll take my entertainment pla- you know, plaza. I'll sh- shut everything down. I'm out of here. Right. Yeah. Who who can blame him? It's his money. Why it why is. should he be? Why should he fucking make less money because they want to be dicks? Fuck that. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, he had that music school over there and as well as that, uh, concert venue and the, the pawn shop and the gun range and, uh, all that stuff. Right. You know? And unfortunately that place was only open like two years. Yeah. Not long. Yeah. And then he had the radio station. Yeah. You know, he had the TV station, the radio station. So he had a lot of media stuff going on over there and, uh, you know, when I was over there for three days, it was just like, holy shit, this guy, this guy put a lot <laughs> of money into this. You're like, for a minute, you were like, man, I wouldn't mind living here. And then yeah. a week later, they closed it. And you were like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't move. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> I'm much. glad I didn't follow Ron Keel. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I felt bad for Ron, man. That I he, did too. He picked up, you know, uprooted his life and came, was he living over near Reno or? That way, yeah, Vegas wasn't he in Vegas yeah, or near Vegas? Vegas? I knew he had land up in the upper northern part of uh, Nevada too, didn't he? I think. I, I know he was in Vegas, or he was always in Vegas playing. Mm-hmm. And he he just picked up roots and went to South South Dakota. Yeah, I was like, oh boy. Well, you sort of did the same thing when you went to Chicago. Well, I did, but that was family though. Yeah, well, it worked out about the same. Well, it did. I mean, you'd never expect it to work out that way, but sometimes right. you got to take a gamble. Yeah, that's it. You but know, the interesting thing about Ron is that he stayed. Yeah, he stayed and made it his own, man. He's he's South Dakota's own now. He's a proud <laughs> South Dakotan. Yeah, no kidding. 
I mean, uh, you know, granted he, you can do music anywhere, especially if you're like a traveling act and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of other stuff. But, but I found that interesting that he, he actually stayed, but you know, Ron, Ron is no stranger to moving around. I mean, no. he lived down in Nashville. He lived over in Columbus, Ohio. He moved mm-hmm. out to Las Vegas. He went to South Dakota, sure. you know, he's, he's been around, you know, and he goes where the opportunity is and that's, yeah. you know, and I've done that as well. I mean, I've lived all kinds of places. I lived in LA, obviously Ohio, Louisville, Kentucky, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here in the yeah. Chicago land area. I've, I've gone where the opportunity is. Yeah. Don't blame you. Wouldn't do it, but I don't blame you. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, from the time that, uh, I remained single after that sham of a marriage I was in when I was a young person, um, I just, you know, decided that, uh, I'm gonna, if I have to pick up tomorrow and just, you know, shuffle off to Buffalo, I will, you know, right. if, that's what, if that's what I have to do, there's no consideration. Oh, I got to take the kids out of school. Oh, I got to worry about my wife and her established friends. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I was just like, fuck that. If I have to pack a suitcase and get the fuck out of Dodge, I will. Right. Yeah. I did it early in my life, but once I came back here in 92, I was done. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. I ain't moving ever again. Yeah. Well, if I had to <laughs> tomorrow, I, I would. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, that's the whole other thing is, is I, I never, I never grew roots anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I always looked at every situation as temporary. Sure. I mean, even this one here, as long as I've been, this is the longest I've stayed in any one place in my yeah. life. And, uh, I don't have any attachments here. I have no roots here. And if, if something were to come up tomorrow or an opportunity were to present itself, I wouldn't think twice. I would be. Yeah, just, oh, I know that there's no, there's zero chance you're going to retire there. No, of course not. Zero chance. You're going to retire in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That's if that city doesn't go to shit. I'm seeing more and more um, news reports coming out of there of, of violence. Oh, it's, it's a shit show down there. You you need to live. You need to live on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I it kind of makes me sad because for the longest time, you know, it was a it was a cool place to go. I, I would imagine it's probably still a pretty cool place to go, but it's starting to get sketchy. It, it's a little sketchy in the city and. That governor's a first class fucking libtard cunt. So, you know, you always have that to deal with as well. Sure. So, yep. So, yeah. So, I, again, I don't, um, I don't have any allegiance to anybody or anything. So, if I have to go, I'm going to go. Yeah. I don't blame you. Me, if there was a sinkhole outside my front yard, I'd be like, man, I hope I don't fall in. <laughs> I ain't moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I see that you bought some oceanfront property. Well, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm staying at my, um, my Lake Erie estate. <laughs> <laughs> Just went a little to the North there to your, to your lakefront property. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's amazing how I kept the sun up, even though it's dark everywhere else. I know. But when you're, <laughs> when you're as cool as Chris Aiken, the sun shines on you 24 seven. Sun works on my schedule, not the it, other way around. Exactly. That's right reason the sun exists is because of me d snyder that's right it's the only reason i allow it to shine on the rest of you sure absolutely (laughs) well i i had asked you earlier this week when i chatted with you for a few minutes yeah did you you catch up on the animal kingdom i'm caught up all right so any thoughts on this past episode 
Not enough Smurf. First of all, <laughs> there just wasn't enough of her. I like seeing Julia get banged. I enjoyed that. You know, as you know, I've had the hots for Julia since the start of this season. Right. And to see her finally take it right in the poop shoot, that was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the after the first time she uh she banged um uh, Baz. Baz, uh, yeah. She, she became a real hose beast. Yeah, she just she liked the dick. Yeah, she wants more. <laughs> she likes the dick. No question <laughs> about that, but good episode. I I enjoyed the episode. It was um I really enjoyed the whole um Darren and um Craig the, and Craig um going and getting the baby yeah did did you like the fact that craig blew that guy away with a shotgun right to the face boom <laughs> i was like damn yeah take the baby out take the baby out i was like fuck <laughs> shotgun to the face yeah that was and that dummy this isn't over yet yeah it oh, is that's over now boom. yeah it is <laughs> Yeah, good episode. I I was I was happy to finally see some action. That's the only thing I haven't liked this season. A lot of suspense, but not a ton of action. Well, I I think that it's building to something, building to crescendo. Yeah. So we might see a lot more violence. You know. Yeah. If you had uh, to predict right now, which brother dies or which of the four? You know what? I'm thinking that this is. And again, I don't know. I'm just. I I was actually. Who was I talking to the, about this scenario? What I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Jay is going to walk away with everything. So I think Jay gets whacked. You do? Yep. I think, I, I think it's too obvious that he wins in the end. I think it's going to be like, like, um, what, who's, who's the muscle guy? That's Darren, right? Well, Darren's the gay guy. No, the other guy, Craig, Craig. I think Craig is going to be the one because he's the least likely to fucking survive. He's the, he's the most, you know, wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pope is not going to survive. There's zero chance Pope survives. Well, that, that, uh, you know, that cop is on his tail. Yeah. So Pope Pope's going to either get arrested or killed, probably killed. I, I think the, um, the gay guy is smart. So being smart's not going to help him in this situation. And he's going to get killed, whatever the situation is. I just think that uh, Craig is going to be the one that survives because he's the least likely to survive. Mm. Well, I'm thinking Craig or not Craig, but Darren. Okay. Because we haven't heard about his, his, uh, lover boy. That's out of the country avoiding arrest. Oh yeah. That guy, the surfer guy. Yeah. I'm thinking that, uh, Darren's going to pack it up and, and go, uh, join his boyfriend. That uh, could be, that's it what could I'm, be. Thinking. I'm thinking yeah, he's going to leave the country. He's going to yeah. grab whatever he can grab his share of whatever is left and, and leave the country. That could be too, because they're building it up that he doesn't want nothing to do with anybody right now. Mm -hmm. You know, he's constantly like, I don't care. Let's just get it done. You know, move the business along. Let's get our money. So maybe that's why. So we can go and take surfer Dick. Yeah. Cause we can't, because you know, they haven't mentioned uh Dar What's his name? Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't mentioned Adrian at all. Yeah. And I'm sure he's not a forgotten character in this. I mean, it's not like he just disappeared and nobody thinks about him. He's going to resurface. Mm -hmm. yeah. resurface. I, I just think Jay has to die. He's mixed up in too much bullshit. Okay. He's mixed up in so much bullshit that someone's got to kill him. You think, uh, you think the, the married chick he's banging his, her husband will come back and knock him off. 
could be that guy, or it could be the um, it could be because isn't the the black girl that he's also banging? Isn't she like somehow like a cop or something? No, she she's the daughter of the of uh, that's right. The, what's her face? Uh, of uh, the of the one that tried to take the house. Exactly. Um, yeah. Smurf's friend. Smurf's friend that tried to take the house last season. Yeah, she's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah but she's also part of a scumbag family. Right. That feels, even though they they gave the house up, I I can't think that they liked that. So it wouldn't shock me at all if they're just setting Jay up for the big fucking fall. Mm. Well, isn't that who's the who's the black girl that's working with Craig? Is it is that a different black girl? I think it's the same girl, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So so Craig is banging her too. Yeah, which all the more reason that it could just be a setup <laughs> to lure them in to fucking gun them both down. Right. To take out the family, which that other family may want to do. Maybe. Because all they got was a dumb t-shirt. Yeah. Hmm. Do you, you don't think, uh, you don't think anybody from the past is going to creep up like the, like the, um, the, uh, what was left of the, uh, uh, survivalists the, the it could uh, there's so many characters that could it could be them it could be the remnants from that spanish gang true you know it could be that it could be those people too there's a lot of people that want to kill the that want to kill the um the family the cody's the cody's mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot of people that don't like them so right. i mean i mean look there's cops that there's got to be cops that know that they killed some of those cops mm-hmm there's lots of people that, that would like to take them out. So it is building to something. And I have, a, I have a feeling it is going to be Jim Jones like at the end, but what, what, what do you think the, uh, the new bartenders down the street, what role do they play? You know, Jay, See, that's, punch, Jay that's, punched that guy out for being laid on their Shylocks. Yeah. I mean, that's another, that's another angle is who are they and why did they move into the neighborhood and, you know, have a, such a sudden interest in, in the bar. Yeah. You know, they, they showed up and they're like, Oh, let's have a drink together. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk shop. It's like, yeah, what? If, you, if you let us exist in business, we'll pay you X amount of dollars. Yeah. It's like, what, why are you just volunteering that? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. There, there's all kinds of different strings out there. We'll just have to see how they're woven together at the end here. Well, the other thing is, is Craig's uh, new friends. Yeah. His new motorcycle friends. Yeah, we still don't know what their real deal is. Yeah, because it, it that that still baffles me. This guy just shows up out of the blue and just Craig just takes to him like they're old friends and yeah. he doesn't know anything about the guy. Yeah, doesn't know if he's a cop, if he's really a scumbag, whatever. I mean, he thinks he's not, but who knows? You know, dude, you know it was a great scene this week in that show when Craig was fucking that chick. And then immediately, like, as soon as she got off his dick, started lifting weights. <laughs> that shit fucking made me laugh fucking hard. Well, that just, you know, that just goes to show you how guys think about sex. It's just an activity. Yeah. But it's it, like, it, it's like golf or playing a video game or, or, or whatever. And it's like, okay, I'm done doing this. I'm just going to go do this now. That shit was hilarious though. She literally climbed off his dick and he just reached up and grabbed the barbell and started lifting weights. <laughs> like it with within like five seconds. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I All laughed right. and laughed. All right, that was fun. All right, now I'm yeah. back to back to working yeah. out. Yeah, I got to finish my. Got to get my. Got to get my reps in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, since you like the creepy, the creepy sexual tension that Smurf has with her sons. Yes. What did you think of her walking in on the young Pope? On um, yeah, that was weird. He just got out of the shower and he's totally naked, and she's uh, just like she's just like putting her arms around him and towels yeah. around him and all kinds of kinds of weird shit like that. And I'm thinking, what the hell is Chris thinking about this? Oh, dude, I, I was like, she's just about to suck his dick. <laughs> I, it was that was weird. That was and he's just standing there, fucking buck ass naked and she's just like okay baby you know it's like exactly jesus yeah what is going on here yeah 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 this this show's completely fucked up now and i love it (laughs) i do love how fucked up it is you don't have a whole lot left to not love anymore i mean how many episodes are going to be in the season yeah there's only probably like three or four more and that's it i mean what what i'm saying so you don't have what have we at seven is it seven or six? Six or seven. Yeah. I, I mean, seven, I think it only goes think, to I, ten. I think seven is tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. It only goes to ten. Mm-hmm. So we're a month away from knowing. Yeah. So yeah, if you haven't seen Animal Kingdom, if you weren't hip to that, I, I would recommend starting it, starting it from the very beginning and watching sure. the whole thing. Cause uh, what Chris and I are describing is is we're coming down to the final minutes of yeah. of, of this show. And, uh, highlight of the show, obviously is the young Smurf. Yeah. But she was, she was very clothed this episode. Yeah. Well, but regardless of that, she, she just has something about her. Yeah. I can't figure it out. I don't know if it's her face or her lips or her eyes or her, I don't know if it's just the whole pack. I don't know what the whole package. It's the whole package. That's something about her. She's just one of them chicks. And there's, there's, there are some of them out there that just ooze sex. Yeah. And you know who she's the daughter of? No. She's the daughter of, of a pile from a full metal jacket. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. He fucked in an upward trajectory. <laughs> she's his daughter. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Did not know that. Wow. Pretty weird. Pretty weird. Well, uh, before we wrap up this segment, the other, the other show that I really am digging that you turned me on to is, is the old man. Old man is great. Yep. That that's a good, that's a great series, man. Fuck. Yeah. Did, I just you hope caught, it, are you caught up? Yeah, I'm caught it? up. I'm caught All up right. on it. You know, you know what the biggest turning, you know, the interesting turning point, uh, so far in this whole, uh, show. What's that? is how that Zoe chick is now she's all into him. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, she went from being scared to death of him to like, nah, now he's great. No, she was scared to death of him to blackmailing him to now being, now being his, uh, his, his sole partner. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, that's a, that's a, it's a weird show though. I'll tell you what I don't like about that show. I love the show too. So, don't take this as a much of a criticism, but if I have a criticism, I do not like any show going as far back as Godfather two. 
I hate, and, and to be honest, I don't like that they're doing it with Animal Kingdom, although because of Young Smurf, I'm willing to put up with it. <laughs> I hate when shows go back and forth in the timeline. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one thing I wanted to talk about is okay. is the uh, characters that they use for the younger characters of the main characters. Yeah. How, how well they match them. Yeah, they look real good. <laughs> younger version. Especially the young, um, the Emily. young old man, whatever oh, his name is. Oh, oh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. But but Emily, did you see the daughter? Yeah. Is she the 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 kid that they got her playing her as as a younger person? Mm -hmm. Spot on. <laughs> Spot on. Yep. Yeah, that, that it's a good show. It's. It is. I hope people aren't don't hear us talk about these shows and, and sit around thinking, well, I'm going to watch that someday because we're going to spoil all of it. Yeah, I know you, you got to watch, I, the, you know, I'm surprised at the quality of, of the, some of these shows these days, uh, because the production is really good. Mm -hmm. the, you know, they don't skimp out on any of the uh, scenes, you know, the filming scenes. Right. I don't know they actually film these some of these things out of the country like the old man or if they actually created in the back lot somewhere or whatever but but boy you would think you were in afghanistan the way yeah to, to, you know some of the rough hewn buildings and the dirt streets and you know mm -hmm. but they do a great job with of it regardless if they do it on the on the back lot of a of a movie set or if they actually film sure. in some you know third world country or something right but they yeah. do a great job with that. They do. I'll tell you, I'll tell you just in general, FX is fantastic. FX lately, I mean, not always, but pretty much every show, situational show that they have is really good. Mayans MC was really good. Obviously, Sons of Anarchy, really good. The Shield, really good. Um, there's a show that I've, I've been hyping forever called Snowfall really good now the old man really good mm -hmm. fx is fucking really good they've taken the place of netflix yeah no kidding is netflix not really good anymore Jesus. Yeah, the, only, the only the only thing netflix offers is what i want to see is they do offer really good documentaries see i'm gonna argue that point with you really they're starting to get lame and lazy with their documentaries too okay. all right I watched one. I'm going to, I'm going to play my little Chris Aiken presents pro at some point between sets today here, but, um, for the, uh, for the show, um, DB Cooper, where are you? That sucked. <laughs> that fucking sucked. I couldn't believe that it was, that it was so lame on Netflix. I, I did not watch it. So I, I don't know, you know, don't. yeah, it's not don't. very good. No, they dude. Here's uh, here's the look. I'm gonna do a Chris Aiken presents right before you watch a Chris Aiken presents. But okay, fucking um. So they make it seem in the in the um, in the trailer, like you're gonna find out some new information and some new shit. Mm -hmm. Then when you start watching it, you realize within a minute, this fucking guy that put it together, he's already made his decision on what happened. So he's framing everything in a four-part series or five-part series, whatever it is, to meet his his objective of, of who D.B. Cooper was. He's not actually following any facts. He's only using the facts that meet his purpose. 
and it sucked. I just watched it. And I was like, this guy is full of so, shit. So, well, well, he's framing the narrative. Yeah. To work up to his foregone conclusion. Yeah. And skipping everything that everybody else has ever put out there. So that, you know, so that his narrative works. Okay. And it's, it's like, this fucking stinks. <laughs> well, my nephew wants to know if you're a fan of always sunny in Philadelphia. Love it. I do love that. Have okay. you not watched that? I, I have watched it. I haven't watched it as a, you know, full-time thing. I've caught, you know, I've caught various episodes here and there, Yeah. but, uh, you know, obviously, uh, that one goofy little guy who was in the, horrible bosses. no, no, no. He's oh. in horrible bosses. Oh, he's, he's a Jennifer Aniston's, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, a, uh, he cleans your teeth and shit at her at her office in horrible dental assistant dental hygienist charlie day yeah yes okay yeah he's a goofy funny guy yeah it's a fun show and it's 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 definitely not politically correct which is which makes it work for me Mm -hmm. you know it's it's definitely uh there's a lot of fucked up things that happen (laughs) on that show yeah yeah i like that show it's fun cool and again another fxer Yep. Well, that's why he was asking because he was, since you were mentioning FX shows. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. All so. right. All All right, right. Man. Well, let's, uh, let's take a break. Are, are we good for our guests coming up? Yep. Eric hit me up this morning and said he was ready to go and he actually promoted it on fuck book and everything. So he's right. ready. Well, I hope he's got good internet connection. Cause I remember last time we had him on his, his internet was kind of shoddy. I specifically told him to try it out ahead of time to make sure it worked. Oh, right. Fair enough. If it doesn't, he's getting a fucking beating. (laughs) Much like the doctors on his chest last week. Exactly. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, I'll let you pick a tune and uh, we'll play a few tunes and we'll bring our good friend, uh, Eric Farantino's on. He's going to give us an update on his health situation, his health scare that he had a week ago. All right. Well, then so, let's, let's go with uh, some Dio. Go with Naked in the Rain from Dream Evil. Ooh, look at that. All right, some Dio. Dio, there he is. Dream Evil, you say? Yep. All right, see where, where are we at? Continue uh, Dream Evil. Come on now. I have it. I'm just looking through the old disc, 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 disc. Oh, there it is. Okay, I got it. All right. And which one is it? Naked in the rain. All right. All right. I got it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll play a few tunes. We'll come back. We'll do uh, some more stuff and we will talk to Eric and let us find out what's going on with him and how he's doing. And if you haven't read, uh, our friend Eric had a, had a heart attack last week That's after right. a Percy show. So, uh-huh. all right. Well, here it is. It's Dio with Naked in the Rain exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hail.